Mr. Fizeme, Mr. Fizeme, the switch has been hacked. By God, batten down the hatches, everyone. It's Reggie time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 39 of The House of Mario. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me, as always, is my best buddy, Bryce DeWitt. Uh, yep, and a nice pat on the back. I love you, too. I love you, too. Uh, today on the show, science, sound the alarms. The switch has been hacked, <laughs> and we talk about what we uh, want from the next Pokemon game, and we're going to introduce a new Smash segment. But first, Bryce, how you going? Oh. I'm doing alright, mate. You're doing alright? Yeah, how about you? Good. Good, good. What have you been doing? Uh, I've been uh, doing a bit of streaming, been playing some Pokemon uh, after Sapphire. I'm looking for a uh, shiny Latios at the moment. And did you find that big boy? I did not find that big boy. Yeah, well. No. That is the that is the consequences of shiny hunting is wasting a shit ton of time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But uh, I, I did it on Twitch, so, um, you know... I don't know if you noticed, Bryce, but they've introduced achievements on uh, Twitch. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's been like that for a while. Has it? Well, I've unlocked some achievements. so Good man. So, it was the, quite the achievement. It wasn't just um, sitting there in the dark room, soft resetting to get Latios. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you tried. I did try. <laughs> uh, um, so, Bryce, the, uh, the Switch has already been hacked. Yes. By hacking groups, thanks to its uh, NVIDIA uh, card. <laughs> and a dodgy right Joy-Con. And a dodgy right Joy-Con. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, emulators are already working on the thing. Uh, custom firmwares um, is uh, in the works of being built and stuff like that. So, apparent, according to uh, according to people in the scene, the, the Switch has already caught, caught up to what, uh, what the 3DS hacking scene's seeing. Yeah, because it's uh, the thing is, is um, when it comes to again, when you said about Nvidia Tech, N- Nvidia Tech's really easy to push around and develop with. Mm. So, yeah, it wouldn't take them long at all. It's a lot uh, less malleable than AMD Ware can be. So, mm. um, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, it, because of because it's a hardware th- like a hardware exploit, they they're actually not able to. Uh, um, put any software updates out for it, which uh, it's kind of cool, but it's also worrying for like the future of Switch if they if Nintendo don't um, come out and uh, like change change something quite quick. They've already put patents in for um, changing some internal stuff in the Switch. It won't be like a Switch Lite or anything, but there'll be some sw- slight modifications, so you can't just hack it quite as easy no yeah yeah just um, I think it'll be changes to the Joy-Cons and stuff mostly honestly and the way that they operate in a new system or well, you don't reckon it'll just be they? I reckon they will change the um, <coughs> they'd have to chip. change the current system they'd have to change the chips the s- something <coughs> they can't change it completely because the games won't work but uh, they need to change it so it's not so they just need to make it less exploitable because yeah. the whole thing is, is uh, with hacking it, literally, you could you, you could do it with a paperclip. And that's how exploitable yeah. it is. <laughs> you you can literally just it, it like without without going too far into detail. It it involves the right Joy-Con and a paperclip, which, um, you know, when you think about it, a paperclip is pretty much a household item at this point. <laughs> 
She just listened to what you just said. Well, it is. At this point, the paperclip's a household item. Uh, well, I was about to continue on, but you freaking... Uh, no, 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 go on, sorry. Uh, <laughs> everybody has one. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere around the house, or a bobby pin or something along the same lines that can conduct. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the same thing that's happened with the 3DS in the past, obviously, and stuff like that, where it's almost completely inexpensive to do it. You, know, you might, you go down the store and buy a paperclip and you're done, you're done and you're ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like the 3DS, like it, this news actually come up at a <laughs> kind of convenient time because like a couple of weeks ago, I bought um, a couple of 2DSs, the uh, Pokemon editions. I'm like, oh, I've got two 3DSs sitting around doing nothing. So I actually looked into putting some homebrew stuff on it and I put custom firmware on it and tinkered around with that. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's actually quite fun <laughs> getting all that stuff going. Like, yeah. It, I did. I didn't know there was that little tinkerer nerd <laughs> sort of inside of me. But <clears throat> yeah, when when you start doing that stuff, though, that's mm. when you. It's the same with modding games as well. Like you, you just once you start getting into it and you want to like see a resolve and see the end result, you you keep pushing to do it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I know that uh, with the 3ds stuff like that is relatively straightforward. Um, it's just you know a whole lot of copy pasting basically. Um, but uh, when it comes in terms of like modding and all that and getting around certain certain system restrictions and all that stuff, it's uh, yeah. And you look at it and you go, "I just want this to work," and you want to you you work hard to make it work. And yeah, it is it is a bunch of fun, and it does catch your attention once you're in that mm. mood. Yeah, because like they're already like as I said, they're already in the process of making custom firmware, so you'll be able to run homebrew games and. Eventually, I dare say, piracy won't come too far down that line. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, piracy will be pretty, uh, pretty mm. immediate for the most part. I mm. think. Like I've already told you this, but like the the video I was watching on YouTube that sort of outlined all this, he was saying that all right, I'm going to stop uh, updating my firmware, so then, like, I'll be able to do this, but um, I won't be able to play uh, Splatoon online. Like apparently, the guy who said this plays a lot of Splatoon online, and I'm just like, why would you stop? updating your system so you can't play your you know $80 game on your $400 <laughs> handheld just so you can hack it I don't I don't see the point in that really well especially uh, I don't know at this stage especially when it's well piracy piracy is the biggest the biggest thing on that is because you know it's it's piracy it's it's free games for a lot of people and stuff like that I'm not uh I'm not uh, saying go out and start pirating now because you absolutely shouldn't. You should always support your developers, but um, especially Switch. Like, oh yeah, like Switch is the console that needs it right now. You know, uh, everything else for Nintendo is pretty much set up or it's been killed off. Mm. So uh, if if you are listening to this and you're considering it, you're like, mm, don't uh, support support your developers, please. Uh, we want this console to move forward personally. Well, remember, remember a year. It's sort of hard to remember now because we, like, we were just like, I hope this thing sells. I hope developers catch on. Yeah. And now that it has, it's sort of hard to remember when our mindset was like that. Well, yeah, that's it because it has been a roaring success and it's it's continuing to impress. Uh, with the with the company changes and stuff like that, we'll see where that goes in terms of like how the switch is going to operate. Mm. But um. Yeah, yeah. So I am really curious to see where 
this uh what they can do with the custom firmware they've already got um emulators working on it so they've got the dolphin emulator which is a gamecube emulator working fairly f- fairly well without any optimization which is really good yeah and it, it i guess it's pretty appealing as well because there's no signs of virtual console yet let, let alone <coughs> gamecube games yeah so. well that's the other thing as well is that uh with them messing around with this it shows that it opens up future potential and thoughts of like hey look you know gamecube games can run on the switch or you know mm. like the the hardware has the capacity to do it so you know it'll, it'll only be a like a small amount of time before nintendo's like we have like the source code for the gamecube and everything that we can put in like to the switch through an update sort of thing it'll it'd be good yeah it really shows you how powerful the hardware is when they're <laughs> yeah. doing stuff like that yeah yeah even um even uh, when we were, we were discussing between us the other day, and you've like uh, you've um, you've dabbled in it yourself, but uh, with the new 3ds's, with uh, with them being hacked and stuff like that, uh, it enables for video sharing, mm, like wireless streaming to wireless your PC. Streaming, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Mm. Like there's like there's a lot of like piracy piracy aside. I don't know that's a that's that's like yeah yeah that's awful yeah you know yeah. but um just like the uh, opportunities it can open is just yeah like exciting like with the with the new 3ds there's no application <clears> so like i i never bothered with uh sending my 3ds to get a hard mod or anything like that no to yeah. stream on twitch because it, it costs a lot you have to send it to america i believe there's yeah, nowhere in australia you could be you could be without that 3ds for anywhere from six weeks to three months or yeah so it's not really worth it, especially for someone like me who's like you know like if, if i had a huge YouTube channel I'm like oh <laughs> I've got to get my 3DS more than get the tax off <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just uh, just having the homebrew application just send it to it straight to your PC it's, oh right I can uh, actually use it on Twitch now and do, yeah. some, do some streaming and there's a couple of other applications which are really handy mm. Mm. makes you wonder why oh well I suppose it's pretty obvious why Nintendo doesn't allow for it but it would have been nice to have it, it just seems like the hardware in mind was built for the capability to do these things almost yeah you, you know what i mean like that like you, especially on the on the new uh 3ds where they've got the sd card where you have to actually take out the screws and take the panel off yeah like the new 3ds has the capability to actually be able to transfer files to the pc wirelessly yeah and yeah. there's a, a fi- like official <clears throat> software there's absolutely no way to do that no which is ridiculous especially how they built the thing yeah I still yeah. remember getting my Majora's Mask new 3DS XL shiny looks nice and I'm like they have a screwdriver trying to put a freaking SD card in I'm like scared as hell and it, the screws don't just go they don't just come out no it's like a big crack oh, it feels awful it feels awful it taking does. that panel off it does it does and just knowing that it has the capability to be able to do that like just wirelessly do it mm-hmm. yeah it's frustrating yeah <laughs> like why the hell why the hell is it yeah. operating in the way that it is? Yeah, so homebrew really it helps a lot with that type of thing. But mm. oh, yeah, be interesting to see what they do with the Switch. You might you might be able to like wirelessly play it on your TV without using the dock. I dare say that's going to be a thing that's going to be able to be done. Yeah, uh, well, I would say so. If if a th- if a new 3DS can handle that, I don't see why a Switch couldn't. No, um, but uh, depends on the game that's running at the time and stuff. But. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I would call it an, an optimal way to play. Of course, but no, no. 
you know, uh, all you can do is wait and see on the regards. Especially when you take the Joy-Cons off. It's like, why would you? But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll just have to wait and see where it goes, I guess. Um, as long as as long as long uh, piracy doesn't come too far into it. Um, like, I, I personally see no issue with people. It's going to. Of course it will. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I, I just hope, because as far as, as far as I know, like, I don't know what Nintendo's got in place on the Switch for them type of systems. Hmm. Not a lot, probably. <laughs> probably not, unfortunately. Hmm. Oh, well. We will see what happens. We will. <laughs> so, Bryce, we've had a bit of a bit of a discussion in the Discord community. Uh, uh, some of the guys in there they've been saying, "What can what can uh, Nintendo do to uh, get Drew and Bryce excited about the new Pokemon games?" <laughs> and my answer to that is absolutely nothing. No, <laughs> doesn't matter what they do. I said the complete opposite. Just said, doesn't yeah. matter what they do. I'm going to be excited about the new Pokemon games. Yeah, and um, I agree. Uh, this this was actually something I asked the other day, and we already had a discussion about it. And I think that that comes to the, that comes to the conclusion really is we, we're going to be excited no matter what. It's it's the worry about the end product that has got our hmm. issues going. Um, we're we're excited that it's coming to Switch. Uh, oh hell's yeah! What what else is it going to come to? Three hmm. DS again, I guess. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, no. Um, smartphone oh god please don't <laughs> um, but there is absolutely the 100% no uh, no lack of hype on our end for that it, it's going to be a great game uh, in its own right but uh, just with the current trend of how Pokemon games are being we're a bit worried about the actual end product hmm. uh, I think I think we've made mention plenty before about how Sun and Moon kind of drones well, it's just like X and Y. I in, I enjoyed I enjoyed both Sun and Moon and X and Y playing through the games fine. Uh, both were on the easy side and sort of uh, a lot of battles. I don't know about you, but none were particularly memorable. No, I remember the the end of Sun and Moon. I can remember. It's like, oh yeah, the professor's the champion because it's such a young league. That's cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers in case you haven't played them, but <laughs> <laughs> I think if uh, it's not too big a deal. I was going to say if uh, I think. Uh, by this point if people were going to listen to it they probably would have known but mm. sorry if you didn't sorry if you didn't <laughs> um what was I talking about oh so both both were quite easy and you know and when you finish the game there's not a whole lot to do afterwards sort of sun and moon you sort of had the, the uh, like you're going around with the detective and you're doing the ultra beast like there's a bit there and ultra sun and moon you've got you know you can go and catch the legendaries and I feel like that's their answer to a lot of post game now it's like here's some things to catch yeah but <laughs> like nothing's like what it what um say Ruby and Sapphire were like the Reggies where you've really got to think and work it out and like it's, it's a real mystery to get to them and yeah. like even even in the box you get a braille chart like it's really quite elaborate and they put some thought into these legendaries mm-hmm. and like braille makes perfect sense for like you know their patterns and everything on them like yeah yeah and there's there's nothing like that like x x and y you had zygarde and like we had no idea what zygarde is <laughs> we like, never got it we never got our explanation of what the fuck no. zygarde was until the anime finished but the in, season in actual x and y there's no reason they c- couldn't have said something about it in there like you get like it's the world tree 
Like you, the, you get some of that information, like the legend, like the three legendaries represent you know the certain gods. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really know that much, but yeah, you don't really. They obviously skipped um, Z for whatever reason. Like they didn't have a like, good enough uh, idea for a full game, or um, they just want to go straight to the next gen because uh, next gen gener- generates more hype and money. Yeah, no. And they sort of just like, oh well, it's got different forms and that in those games, but it was just it's the problem. The problem with the problem with X and Y inherently was that there was just once you finished the game, it felt like there was nothing, like literally oh, the, nothing. The, the, no, there, there wasn't really literally nothing, and that was the problem. The, I'm, I'm I'm sure some people can be listening. Oh no, there's the you know the battle cafe and that was that was great but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know but there, there wasn't there wasn't like you know gold silver go to a new region there wasn't emerald go to the battle frontier and you know there like even uh even like platinum into like they had their own battle frontier soul silver like heart gold had like the kanto region and the battle frontier yeah that's it it's <laughs> mm. so it just it just reflects it reflects a lot mm. so a lot of the guys in the discord were talking about what they want from like the next generation of Pokemon or the next Pokemon game I assume it's going to be another generation because what we just said it generates more hype and it'll make more money for them <laughs> it, I'm pretty sure it is but yeah because a lot of people are talking about oh is it going to be just a um, like is it going to be an, like a new gen of course it's going to be a new gen has to be was it going to be it's not going to be like gen 7 and it's a uh, it, we are up to Gen 7, right? Yes. Yeah. Gen 7, but... <laughs> no, no, I just lost track there for a bit of what <laughs> generation we're up to. Yeah, I always lose track, unfortunately. <laughs> so, what do you want the next Pokemon game to be? So, I think we've already touched on the topic of we want uh, more post-game stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what what does more post-game stuff look like? Like... They can they can make a whole thing about post game, but it still might not be, you know, appealing to you. So what what would you want? Battle Frontier, like other region journeys. Even if it's like, even if it's like Fire Red and Leaf Green with the Sevy Islands, that's fine for me. Yeah, and a, like like Diamond and Pearl, like they had the islands there too. Yeah, their own set of islands. Post yeah. game. Yeah, even, even something like that. Even though I didn't have too much interest in Diamond and Pearls for whatever reason. It was alright. It's still fun. It had like its own story yeah, in that. Yeah, there. it did. It did, but I, I don't know. It just didn't feel as interesting as the previous ones. It just seemed like the content, like that that type of content, got smaller until it eventually faded out completely, and they didn't do it anymore. Even even Gen Five, my favorite, my favorite Pokemon games were like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I know what you mean. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So Battle Frontier, more more places to explore. I want to see like. The post-game story in Oras was really good. Something like that again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, there's so much. There's so there's so many ideas that you would think, oh god, that seems stale by now. But it literally adds a lot to the game. Mm. Uh, whether you like that post-game content or not, it's still money money's worth that you're paying for. Mm. I really liked how uh, that that chapter post-game and um, yeah, Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby, how it actually played off the, the rumor in like the original games. How like if you there was some rumor if you if you go to the space station you know, however many to- days in a row you eventually go to space and you catch Deoxys and like in those games you know you go you to, space to space and you and catch Deoxys it's really yeah. cool yeah exactly yeah mm. it was a whole uh, a whole lot of fun honestly yeah 
it was a it was a cool story and it just the character like you had a couple of characters introduced and they were memorable a lot of people uh a lot of people had fun with it i think i don't think i don't think i've ever heard a genuine genuine complaint about that after story hmm. yeah so what i would want is a is a as a chapter similar to that so you have a story chapter which you know goes on more once you've become the champion because once you become the champion everyone, everyone just goes quiet everyone doesn't want to know you you're too good for everyone or something i don't know <laughs> Like no, you don't walk into a town and people don't come and throw flowers at your feet. Disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Disrespectful. Mm. And like, there's, I guess with the the Pokemon games as well, a lot of uh, like a lot of features get taken out. Like cool features get taken out. Like like the Verse Seeker they introduced in um, uh, Fire Red Leaf Green, where you can just reverse any trainers on a route, which is great for grinding and leveling up. Yeah. They get rid of that. Uh, they got rid of. Uh, they brought back uh, rebattling gym leaders in uh, Pokemon Emerald version. They got like just like good features. They kept on getting rid of. Yeah, yeah. Like if if you had if you had a Pokemon game where you can reverse gym leaders, you can you've got something like the Battle Frontier. You've got a a chapter which uh, like a story chapter which lasts you maybe you know, five hours or something. That doesn't have to doesn't have to be major. Maybe even three hours. Maybe even two hours. Doesn't have to be anything big. <laughs> As long as it's something. Mm. Then there's then you know good opportunities to sort of grind out Pokemon for co- competitive plays. Maybe do something to uh, you know make uh, shiny hunting and stuff like that, which is huge on Twitch at the moment. Um, sort of something different. I don't know. Mm, like yeah. they 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 have done a good job at that sort of putting in a methods for shiny hunting um, into the newer games, but. Well, I think I think the inher- the inherent problem with shiny hunting is like a post like if it, it even was a mid game thing to do, but like a post game was typically when people did it. Mm. Shiny hunting, even in the post game cyber sense, like it's just uh, the issue with it in earlier generations. Obviously, is the chances were they were ridiculous, and what was the point in doing it? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, there were people that were soft reset over ten thousand times on gold and silver for a shiny. Mm. You know, that's that's a lot of times just for a starter. Mm. Well, I was talking to some uh, someone in my Twitch chat uh, today, and he said he's reset over sixteen. Uh, I think it was sixteen. Was it sixteen hundred or sixteen thousand? Probably sixteen hundred. Yeah, what I, I think anybody would give up at sixteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so sixteen hundred times is soft reset for like a Chikorita or a starter in um Soul Silver. Oh. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Because going it. back to those games, your uh, chances of cut in half as well. They are. They yeah. are, absolutely. It's just way too much. Mm. Unfortunately, way too much for me, way too much for anyone. In saying that, I've seen speedrunners and stuff, like they'll they'll start a game uh, and think Worcester was the most recent, like Worcester is the biggest example I could think of. He uh, just booted up the game one day going for a like, typical silver or gold run. And then he f- he flicked through the starters uh, to get to whoever was last in line. I can't remember who it was in mm. those games. I think it was Chikorita or Cyndaquil or Totodile or somebody. Anyway, he was flicking through and he's just like, that's a shiny. That's a fucking shiny. So he just had to stop that speed run. He's like, well, the speed run's over. <laughs> and you you wouldn't even it's not it's not because it's not because he has to sit there and he has to trade or anything like that no it's because it takes extra time every time you get into a battle 
Oh, right, of course, yeah, because it goes yeah. ding Yeah. It takes extra time, so the runner's dead if you get a shiny. <laughs> wow. That's how, yeah, that's that's how crazy it was. It was just like, holy crap. Like, you can you can literally transfer a Pokemon up from Gen 1 to Gen 2 to Gen 3 to Gen 4 to Gen 5 to Gen 6, Gen 7, well, whatever. You can't, go two, you can't go 2 to 3, but... Can't you? Oh, no, you can't, no. can you? Jeez. Yeah. Well, even then, it'll be useless shiny. You know what I mean? How often are you going to play competitive Pokemon Silver and Crystal Gold? Oh, no, it's, it's not <laughs> that. It's just a cool thing to have. But Yeah, but I mean, uh, just just looking at it from the standpoint of like, if you're somebody that resets the game a lot you to do speed runs, you don't have, you don't really have an emotional attachment to these things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You could come out with like the best Typhlosion you've ever ran a speed run with, but you're not going to save that Typhlosion. You're just going to get rid of it in, in, in the end anyway. Yeah, I dare say. You know, um, uh, Anyway, um, just yeah, I'm I'm glad overall. I, I guess my I guess my point was I'm glad that they've put more focus into shiny hunting methods because it really, really perks up something. It's not it's not anything over dramatic or whatever, but there's a lot of hype generated in the community via shiny hunting, hmm. um, and it brings more attention to Pokemon, which is great. Well, yeah, that's the good thing they've done with uh. X and Y just halving the uh, like the rate of shiny, so it goes from eight thousand something. Yeah, eight thousand something to four thousand something. Eight thousand one hundred and eighty-two. <laughs> yeah, it, or ninety-two. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, so you've got a lot more chance of getting it. So it it goes from almost kind of impossible to. You know, doable. Yeah. So, like, actually, people actually give it a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and with with uh, shiny methods as they are, it's not it's not hard to, you know, go back and um, perform those methods. Usually, nowadays, shiny hunting method hunting methods are tied to specific mechanics to the game, like the way fishing worked in X and Y or Hell in Sun and Moon. You also had like Cry for Help. Hmm. That that was you know that was great. I've, I've got a couple shinies like that, so that's good. Yeah, but um, yeah. Apart from something as community driven as shiny hunting, they need something that's actually challenging for somebody who doesn't sit there and cares about that type of thing. They actually want to challenge. Um, mm. like I I know we put like the battle frontier on this like big pedestal. But like some some of the uh, try to see reason, it is the best end game content. <laughs> the best end game content. <laughs> it's like a fine one. No, but like some of them were bullshit. Like, like oh, absolutely. Oh my god, fucking, battle pyramid. Fucking battle pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a bunch of us that are just like, ah, oh, we beat the pike. <laughs> the pike yeah. is like the easiest. One. <laughs> then you do the uh, oh, what's the one when you get lent the Pokemon? The um. The was Battle it, factory. factory, yeah, yeah. If you do that one, like you get like a good roll of Pokemon, like cool. <laughs> just rip and tear everything. <laughs> mm. Beat Norman, get his medal, fucking you, Norman. <laughs> <laughs> See you, mate. See you, buddy. You know, yeah. yeah. I, but uh, there were obviously there were places in the in the uh, in the Battle Frontier that weren't flawless, and some of them were just easy some of them were ridiculously hard and you never wanted to touch them ever again but no. 
you know, just, just the illusion, just the illusion of a challenge is there. And if anybody ever wants to do it, they can go and do it. You know, I still remember getting to the top of the battle pyramid and just those Reggie's just wrecked me, <laughs> just absolutely destroyed me. That's what you get for versing the Reggie's. You do. Even though they're really not that great. <laughs> no, I remember Reggie Rock just like. That was also a time before we were really into. Um, yeah, the metagame, yeah. The metagame. I had no idea about natures at that point. No. No. And if we did, we probably would have stood more of a chance, but. Yeah. You know. The game didn't really teach you much about that either. Um, and if, if, if there is anything that Pokemon needs to teach you about nowadays, it is that the metagame exists and that natures are a thing. And mm. that IVs and EVs are a thing. They have to teach you in some form. Well, they do show you a lot more, like you know, they do, like what stats are up and what stats are lowered. They mm. do, but they don't. They don't make too much of a mention about it either. No. Um, but do you? I understand they want. I understand they want to keep the illusion of like Pokemon is a kids' game, and you're meant to make your own journey and have your own fun, and that's great. But there are there are people out there that care about that stuff in the end game. Mm. Well, there's. They do the very like subtle, like hints towards it, like NPCs and stuff. <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, mm. so that's that's the end game. That's what we want from the end game. What do you want through the actual story? Are you not worried about the story? Just like another evil uh, team, and I just no. I just don't want to be held hand handheld. Mm. I I really the thing is is with Sun and Moon, I liked their teams. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were fine. I I thought. Uh, team Skull was probably one of the best team additions they'd ever made. My favourite is still Plasma and Neoplasma. Never get me wrong on that. They will always be my favourite. But um, uh, Team Skull provided a comedic effect and a tragic backstory that if you looked into it, like with Guzma, mm. you know, it it had like this tie-in of like they were thugs. They were thugs because they wanted to look after their own. You know what I mean, and um, all the way up until the end, they were they were characterised. They all they felt they felt like their own uniqueness and stuff like that. Not just, not really sure how to feel the, feel about the Aether uh, Foundation so much because they didn't really clarify way too much on it either. They were just like, "Oh, Lucamine is evil, ha! Huh. She wants to be eaten by a jellyfish and turned into a tentacle woman, ha!" Huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, no, like, <laughs> Then you know you had the consp- the conspiracy, which I think is probably true at this point. I think it's pretty obvious. But Mon, on the uh, uh, what do you even call it? The island thing, the mini game thing. Can't remember what it was called. Mm, Mon, what? Pokemon. No, no, no. Mon, as in like the guy with the with the straw hat and stuff like that on the touch screen mini game where you put your Pokemon and you can get shinies from it. Okay. Oh, I don't really play shit. much with it. Okay, well that that the uh because the whole reason Lucamine went crazy is because the, the Naya Lego had taken her husband somewhere. Oh, okay. And it was just like, oh that's her husband because he has like the exact same fucking hair as Gladian. So <laughs> you know, and people were like, Oh, he has to be, right? And we're all like this community community was like, well, come on it that has to be it, that has to be it and like I think it's just widely accepted at this point that the person who's running the Poker Palago That's it. The Poker Palago. The person who's running the Poker Palago is uh the father. Yeah. Which begs the question, why haven't you gone home yet and stopped your wife from being a crazy bitch? <laughs> 
She's looking for you, dude. Go home. <laughs> That's why he doesn't want to go home. He says, I'm chilling in the Pokey Palago. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I just want to eat my jelly beans, okay? <laughs> God damn. Um, you know, I, I think I think stuff like that and being riddled without the game is cool. Uh, it, it gives you a little more lore to look into and stuff like that. Uh, the trials were good. The trials were good. They added more flavor to the game. Mm. They weren't super challenging, and they could, probably could have been. Uh, but uh, the worst one was Mimikyu for most people, I think. The Mimikyu challenge was awful. Mm. Uh, it was a really strong Mimikyu. <laughs> really, really strong. Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't mind that so much, but just like the ones where it's like, you got to go and collect the ingredients. I was like, cool. <laughs> it's like... Oh, yeah. Can, yeah. Like, I, I compare those... like. They replace gyms. Like, oh, we've replaced gyms. We've got these things called trials. But, like, a lot of them, you're doing similar things to what you're doing in a gym. Like, you're doing oh, little yeah. like, light puzzles and stuff. Like, it's not it's not all that different. It's not, but there's more flavor text to it and there's more personality to it. Yeah. Except for that yeah. really, really, like... Well, lazy or- one. The, the, the awkward mini game again, where you, go and, where you go and collect stuff and then you have to go mix it up with a pestle and mortar and you've got... <laughs> <laughs> and you got yeah. people to tell you to pound it and beat it harder <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, never on. do that motion again <laughs> oh oh it's just something you're gonna think like they, they, it's like they didn't think about it at all <laughs> yeah, well maybe maybe the designers in japan aren't s- such sick-minded bastards probably, like we are over here probably not but it's just i don't know the way it, the way it yeah the way it was i was just like oh god <laughs> what have we got on ourselves into? Well, you don't like uh, your Pokemon games telling you to pound it? <laughs> I don't like 10-year-olds. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. They're only young, aren't they? Yes! <laughs> mm. That was the whole problem. <laughs> well, if they were 20, you're like, oh, yeah, just pound away. <laughs> it it, it would have just been like, ha-ha, funny adult joke, but that isn't an adult <laughs> joke. <laughs> you know? Um, so, that aside, you know, uh, you think about Kimaui's... Uh, challenge with the, with the uh, differences in poses and the, the hiker oh yeah that's great that was that was great mm. <laughs> yeah that's that's really good see that that one and i'm pretty sure i've mentioned this before as well but that one that one extremely screwed with me because he only had three bot three options on the bottom screen i picked every single one I'm like what is going on here and like there's no option that works and then I had to... And then I was, like, scrolling through them, and then I hit down one more time when I was on the third option and realised it was the fourth option. See, I just went straight down when it clicked on. I don't know what you were doing. There were, the fourth option was hidden. Yeah, well, it wasn't hidden. It was just... There was scroll- a scroll. Yeah. But I didn't see that because every yeah. the last two before them no, only no, had I, three options. No, I get that. I get that. It's just... I just didn't think funny. about it. You're just like, oh. I thought the hiker was sort of just there as a distraction to keep you away from another you're option like, you're like well, what's, what's different here it's not this man just in the background I knew it was di- <laughs> I knew he was different I was just looking at it and I was like hey uh, I was like well there's no option for the hiker right so there has to be something wrong here mm. I thought there must have been something very minor happening with a different slandit or Marowak or whatever it was at the time and then you had the Salazzle come up in the picture and that was great <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm grateful that they had the bit of comedy. The comedy. Yeah, that's good. It's good. It's a, it's a good game. Like it was fun to play through. It's just and the anime is good. <laughs> yeah, 
it is it is just the problem with it is is it is a hand holding fest and it doesn't really yeah it's very chatty they try to tell you they try to tell you tell you a story a lot through cutscenes and just text boxes which and like a lot of those cutscenes a lot doesn't happen like they're just talking they're just talking yeah and like a lot of the other Pokemon games, they let you like they they do do that. You get to a town and your rival's like, "Hey, what's going on? You should go to the trainer school." Let's no, but it's it's nowhere near as bad as it like they're no, doing in Sun and Moon. Absolutely, yeah. So I I guess that's my complaint. I like I like exploring and yeah, you, checking. that's why I like Pokemon games. You like to feel you have your own free range. If like, honestly, if, if not one person come up and talk to me in the Pokemon game, I'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I just want to get to a town and go, oh, oh. Here's a department store. Oh, go in there. See what's for sale. Oh, Why would you like some Pokeball? It's like, oh, here's the gym. And you're like, oh, well, I want to go to a different town. I'm like, see what's in this patch of grass. Like, that's yeah. what I like in a Pokemon game. It's like, hey, it's Breath of the Wild, but Pokemon. <laughs> so, Bryce, I'd like to move on to our, our Discord community. So, they're the ones who gave us the idea for this little little topic. And they've they've been having a conversation about what they'd like in the next Pokemon game. Yep, yep. We'll read some comments. Yeah, and JPD, he wants the... Uh, next Pokemon game to be a bit like Xenoblade open worlds and so you can actually see the Pokemon in the wild instead of just like random encounters right yeah how do you feel how do you feel about like I feel the Xenoblade open worldish uh, as like next Pokemon game I feel like that's the logical next step and we yeah. we might see that like it, it might just be what Sun and Moon is but you know a bit bigger I actually really like the idea of having like a full scale open world for Pokemon and I think it's perfectly feasible to want that, mm. and it, it's perfectly and technically possible to happen. Mm-hmm. We have Xenoblade as proof of that. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, we have Zelda as proof of that. Jesus, you have Skyrim on the Switch too. Like, there's, 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 there's a lot of ex- there's a lot of you have Minecraft depending on big your server is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I it, it the the potential is there for them to do something like that, and I'd absolutely love to see it. However, I have to disagree on seeing Pokemon in the wild. Mm, yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit different on that as well because it's all about um going to going into grass and like generates like what Pokemon comes up. It's like, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 issue is is that you know like I I understand if you like. If you, if you walk up to them and have a battle like you do in Xenoblade, it wouldn't work. The only reason that wouldn't work is because the procedural generation of all these infinite possibilities of Pokemon, yeah, regardless of whether they're the stats, same species, yeah. you know, um, it that would be too hard. And it would relay it would relay things back to like you've caught this Pokemon now, you've got to leave the area if you want to respawn another one. Mm. You know no, what I mean? I, no, I agree. Yeah. Or if it's like, hey, it, it respawns over. You could say, hey, it respawns over time. I that that would also kind of denote the purpose because a lot of people, a lot of people, when they're going and shiny hunting, which again is a massive part of the Pokemon hype right now. Uh, that's pretty much all the YouTube videos are, all the Twitch streams mm. are. Uh, that doesn't really work in that scenario. Mm. I was actually this. I've just remembered too. In from black and white, black and white two, so like onwards you actually can if you go to caves or whatever you actually can see the pokemon in the wild before you go go to them like you can't see like what pokemon it is but you can see like for example in a cave you can see that there's a like a bit of dirt moving around and if you go up to that bit of dirt like it puts you into a battle yeah yeah i think like that that's actually a really uh, smart way of doing it like yeah. you can see there's a pokemon there and you can go around it but you can also be like all right there's a pokemon i want to see what it is cuz usually when that thing pops up it means that it's a stronger more maybe more rare pokemon yeah 
Yeah. Mm. So I think I think that's quite a good way to handle it. I th- yeah, I mm. think I think that's a great way to handle it. Um, you know, uh, again, again, I, you know, I could I could probably go on for a while about it. So I just kind of want to wrap up my thought on it in <laughs> saying that um, because of the procedural generation of how every Pokemon is, like they weren't kidding when they say you know every Pokemon is pretty much an individual and in how it is. It's very, it's very rare you will ever find a Pokemon with the same statings, whether it be visible or invisible stats. Mm-hmm. So um, I think you would have to, you would have to keep random encounters, and random encounters still work in games these days. Do you know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to denote that. There's still pl- plenty of popular games coming out that feature random encounters and RPGs and stuff that work fine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it seems like the logical step moving forward would be to to ditch that, but with something as like mechanically complex as Pokemon can be, I don't think it's a good idea. No, I do like the idea of the big open worlds, though. Mm. Don't get me wrong; I think it'd be great. Uh, like I'm just thinking back to like Chronicles X and how beautiful that world was, um, and what you could get up to, what you could achieve, what you could climb, and stuff like that. Imagine you got like. In that in a Pokemon game like that, you'd have like rock climb or something like that to climb a cliff face, and you just yeah, like you like, go up like hundreds of and you look there. over, you see like the top of the world, and you're just like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that'd be like that'd be actually really cool. It's something really cool. Like in the Pokemon games at the moment, you sort of just like cut down tree, be like, I can go past now. You're like, yeah, you're next down. But like, yeah, if you actually like scale a cliff, it's like you go like hundreds of, th- then you're actually looking over to where you've come up from. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't be res- like, and I'm talking like you wouldn't be wouldn't be restricted on where you could use those type of moves too. Mm. You could literally just, you know, you see a rock face. That rock face is like somehow programmed and meshed to be climbable with a move, and then you just rock climb up that cloth like that that cliff face. Mm. And then you sit on tip, top of wherever you are. You look over. You can see like a town in the distance or something. Especially like like, like the soaring ability in a uh, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. Could you imagine like doing that in an open world 3D game? Look, it'd be so cool. It'd be fun as yeah. It'd be really cool. Um, so yeah, I I, I agree with one out of two of those points. Um, mm. I mean, I mean, obviously it would be awesome to be like you're walking and you just see like Charizards flying around and like when you see like a squirtle, oh my god, it's a squirtle, and just run up to the squirtle. I think that has really good. Uh, I do too. Like you could really get immersed in the world that way, but. I do too, but I think there's a way to approach that without making those encounters uh, encounters actually encounters. Mm. Maybe like maybe like the boss characters, you can see them. Mm. Like yeah, or like you know the thing is is you could also you could also consider stuff like uh, uh, you do have moves that you can use in the world or items and stuff like that. Stuff like sweet scent yep. you could use to draw out Pokemon, and you could encounter them that way. Maybe or actually see them. Yeah. But in the, yeah. Yeah, hmm. I just don't think uh, I just don't think that like you should ever ditch random encounters in Pokemon because of the way it is. Hmm. I, I, I think it's I think it's kind of important random encounters stay the way they are, and hmm. what they need to be. Yeah, because uh, there was a conversation. There was uh, someone who doesn't really play Pokemon. They said, "Oh, what I'd like to see in the next Pokemon games is th- is it the turn from a uh, a turn based con- like turn based strategy combat to a uh, like basically third person game where, like you control the Pokemon mm. and I'm just like 
No, because it's not really it's not really Pokemon if you do that. No, yeah, it, that would make Pokemon real time, and I don't like as no. as cool of a concept as that could be. I don't want that for a mainline Pokemon game. If I want to fight as a Pokemon at the moment, I play Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's like off games like Pokemon. And yeah, even Mystery Dungeons a bit closer to what they're talking about. Like you're actually moving about a little bit. And... Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So Metadox, he's a. Uh, uh, brought up what about if Pokemon had multiple endings that'd be interesting mm. um, the only thing is is like shaping shaping the end of the game would be a lot harder mm. it's like like what would that mean would that be like if you lose against the Pokemon League like you just lose <laughs> you, <laughs> you never, just get... never go back again <laughs> everyone's just like you're a loser man it's like, oh my god I am <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think I think I uh, think the prob- the only the only inherent issue with that is is that uh, you've got the end game to consider. Um, it it would be good to see, but um, yeah, it would affect the world that you're going to be mucking around within for the next like anywhere from twenty to seven hundred hours or something, depending on how much you love Pokemon. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I, I think I think it's cool, but they would have to try really, uh, really hard to make it work. Mm, no, the, like yeah, <laughs> they're, 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 the you know, be honest, the Pokemon stories, for the most part, you know, they're pretty basic. Let alone introducing multiple endings and that too. I don't see that happening. Uh, uh, yeah, they don't leave a lot of wiggle room, and uh, the only time they've ever made like a super in my opinion a super over compelling Pokemon story is when they've brought political issues into the rough like that's when it starts to get a bit darker and Donald Trump yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking more the yeah yeah I know the yeah. plasma teams <laughs> or um hell even even uh, Team Aqua and Magma and the same as well mm. he, he, he also brought up that like if you have like a, like a job system so now this is uh, yeah I like this yeah I like this too so you could take on like an, for example like a a bird tamer and like you add like add stab to um, flying type moves and stuff like that yeah yeah like, adds, that could, that could, that could be really cool potential to specific types of Pokemon mm. and I think this is good because it falls under the category of uh, we need more character customization mm. do you know what I'm saying like they could make like the, cu- the customization in the games at the moment is really good like I love customizing my character. You can do, you can do like a you know different haircuts and different glasses and whatever. But imagine if like you buy a jacket and it adds um, like you can do outfits that like essentially give you your job and then yeah that that powers up your move and that's sort of instead of you know mega evolutions or um, Z moves or even if you don't if you don't want uh, your your character to be specifically defined by what they're wearing and you want to make uh, an afro-headed person with a uh, tight top and yeah, yeah. short shorts, you know, you like, and, and you want to be an electrician. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, if you don't want to be restricted by that, I think that it would be good to have like the inclusion of some mini-games of some kind, some grindable mini games to get your stats up as long as they're not too tedious mm. do you know what I'm saying I already tried that with uh, super training yeah and super training's good like it, it it achieves its goal and you can earn EVs with very low effort 
Yeah, compared to what it used to be. Jesus. Yeah. They changed it, didn't they? Yeah. I remember just killing Psyduck after Psyduck after Psyduck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Goldeen after Goldeen after Goldeen. That's how I got my Tyranitar. Uh-huh. Sw- yeah. Surfing in a Cerulean cave, just killing. Goldeen. Goldeen. Um, mm. Just from that perspective, it's like, you know, uh, it, could, it could be cool. You you have like these little mini games and the more you do them or whatever. It'd be, it'd be very similar to doing contest stuff almost. Mm. But for your trainer. Mm. Yeah, I would like to see something like contests uh, come back. Like, not like in. I feel like in a Ruby and Sapphire, they were pretty good. Then in Diamond and Pearl, they sort of made them lame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like they went. They sort of went to, like, this is like for, you know, girls who don't want to battle, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Like they, kind of, they kind of made it like that. It got a bit too casual. Yeah. Um, I really. I enjoyed it as well. I. Um, the only frustrating thing ever about contest was trying to get the right the right amount of beauty blocks for uh, Milotic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the only thing. Um, but mixing berries and stuff was okay, and mm. you know, added <laughs> it added a little more depth to content within the game. Mm. I guess. Yeah. So, what do you reckon they bring back? Like breakdancing. <laughs> Pokemon breakdancing Hitman Lee Hit- I, I just wanted to so like, Hitman Top would fucking kill breakdancing <laughs> well in terms of the char- character character uh, character encouragement what? I love myself I love- <laughs> the character customization stuff I just think it'd be cool my TLDR on it I guess is I'd just like it, like them to have some cool little mini games or something like that and you sort of gear yourself to, to more, more towards what you intend to use um you know, I think you, you could add some nice little mini games in there. Like you could have your own mini rhythm game for guitarist, or mm. you know, you, you get like artist and you you like more attuned to fairy types or something, and you can like color in a picture or something. Why why would you, why do you want that? If they put that in where you're coloring in pictures to power up fairy type moves, you you'll be the first person to complain about it. No, not really, because they don't have to make it a necessity. Mm. And as long as as long as they keep it out of the competitive multiplayer, then it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. It's just it's just more flesh to the game. You know, <laughs> it's it's something to do in your downtime, and eventually you could tackle all of them, and then just make make it really good, and you could use that for end game content, which would hopefully be in a game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you have to make it necessary. It just kind of gives you a leg up for doing something a little extra. Mm. Yes. All right. So we'll move on from that. And we'll, so just finishing up our Pokemon topic. Mm-hmm. The the new the next Pokemon games. What do you want it to be uh, called? Or like not like? Do you want it to be like, for example, new new gen, new region, new like just like you know the next step? Because I know what I want. <laughs> all right, all right. You go first then. All right, I want to. This is like everyone, everyone on the internet, but I want red, red and blue too. And you start off in Kanto, new trainer, and you go you go throughout the region, and you like see all the all the ch- all the changes of what's happened. It might be five or ten years after the events of uh, you know red and blue or gold and silver even, mm-hmm. and like you remake characters, and eventually you bump into Lily, and then you go back to the. Uh, uh, I've got you Nova on the head. Alola, Alola. you go back to Alola, yep. and like it's back to front. So that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't see why not. The thing is, the thing is with Alola is that it does feel like they just <laughs> took the Sevi Islands and it feels kind of similar. Yeah, it feels like the island post game. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, anyway, um, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want for the next gen. I'm not sure. At this at this point, they need to slow down on Pokemon creation and stuff like that. That's that's very mm. obvious. They have though. They have. They've, they they've have slowed down. Yeah, and like the the inclusions in the Sun and Moon were pretty good, like the Pokemon designs. Yeah, yeah. Not complaining about the Pokemon designs at all, but um, uh, you know, I'm not really too sure. I just know what I want them to do with it. Yeah, you you know the structure you want it to. I just want the structure to reform, and if they're going to create something new, fine. If they're going to recreate something old or move on, or you know, step up from something old, then fine. I, I'm not I'm not going to detest an argument at any of those things, but I need a I need a more fleshed out experience. I want to be able to explore during the mid game, early game, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't want to have to be told twenty times about what a status condition is. There should be, there really should be a skip tutorial type of option, just yep. just so you can skip all that stuff. You want the um, professor to show you how to throw a pokeball? Oh God, please! It's this button and this button, okay? All right, I know, I know, I know. It's fine, professor. <laughs> it's fine, professor. I'm good, mate. <laughs> God damn it! Um, I, yeah, I just think overall, um, flesh that out and then flesh the end game out, and then like. It, it's all very pretty and it's all very nice right now but it's no there's no content to it mm. needs to be bigger better stuff like that mm. and I think with the Switch Switch they have plenty of potential for that yeah. so just a uh, I'm just reading a, here a Tamazoid's uh, a, a thing on uh, voice acting what do you think about voice acting for Pokemon uh, I I mean, it works in other games, so why wouldn't it work in Pokemon? Yeah. I'd, I'd like, uh, like Pikachu's the only Pokemon that's voice acted in the games at the moment. You send him out, and he just picked like goes Pikachu, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like it. It feels that more, much more immersive just sending out Pikachu than it does any other Pokemon. Because yeah. it actually sounds like you know a creature, not just a. Sounds like something that you'd see in the anime. Yeah. So like, I know there's like 700 or something, but that's their fault. I think they should voice act the Pokemon at least. Well, they 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 voice acted a whole a whole handful of them, so there's yeah. no reason. Yeah, I would like to hear them voice acted a lot. Actually, say their names like the yeah. anime. Hmm. No, just something that needs to be done. I oh, agree. God, <laughs> I'm really excited for Pokemon. I really, I really, as much as I'm like, oh, you know, they I'm need, so worried. They, 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 <laughs> yeah, like I, I actually really do want to see it at E3. I know we probably won't, but I actually would love to see the next Pokemon game. Agreed. And if if it's going to come out this year and it is going to be, you know, it's going to have like plenty of content in there. Yeah. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's it. <sighs> All right, Bryce. Let's move on to a new segment we're going to introduce to the show, and I've got no idea what we're going to call it. Let's for now call it Smash Talk. Smash Talk. Okay. All right. So this segment, we're we're big Smash fans. Mm-hmm. We're big Nintendo fans in general, but we're big Smash fans as well. <laughs> so on the lead up to uh, the next Super Smash Brothers game coming out later this year, we're going to be talking about what we want from the new Smash. Whether it's like a, we might be talking about character one week, might be talking about I don't know, stage mode another week, you know, whatever. And this week we're going to start with a character. 
Right. And uh, do you have one off the top of your head, Bros? Off the top of my head. Not particularly. Not particularly. Hmm. Well, what about what about Midna and Wolflink? Let's let's start there. Let's start there. Would you would you want to see these guys on Smash? Um, I think. Uh, well, let, let's let's just let's just put this out there and say we'll pick a character from a series each time we talk about a character. Okay. All right. So that way we'll pick a series each week and we can sort of discuss that. Anyway. Okay, that sounds cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think so. This week, obviously, we'll we'll, we'll touch on Zelda. I think uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of additions that people want from Zelda. Um, I feel like you know that stuff is not just like uh, Wolf Link is a thing that's been talked about before, and I think that's also been talked about between us, and that would be really cool. But there's also like stuff like Kirahim or you know Demise, as much as it'd just be a can a Ganon clone or mm. you know something like that. Um. But I think I think Girahim was one I was uh, hoping for in the um, most recent Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah, because he is he is kind of iconic to that game at this point. Uh, yeah, Zant, you know, or Zant or whatever whatever you want to call him, he also would have been a really great addition. We're Australians, bro. We say Zant. Oh, sorry, Zant. 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 I guess if you're Australian, it goes eh, Zant. Zant. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think um. I think there's a lot of still a lot of potential for characters to be added from the Zelda series in general. Whether whether it's a good idea to add more, I'm not too sure. Yeah, there's a fair few, but um, like we know, Breath of the Wild Link's been added. Whether that's just going to be the new look for Link, or I it, hope it is. <laughs> probably is, to be honest. I don't. I don't want Breath of the Wild Link to be his own character. You don't. Breath of the Wild Link. <laughs> I guess, yeah, but he might be—he might have like a completely different move set using his runes and stuff. I mean, I think they'll just add to the Link character. Mm, like, yeah, I hate to say it at this point, but like Link is very stale and he's needed changes for a long time. They changed him a lot in a. They did, mm. admittedly, but I think I think that's what they uh, where they're at. I think they're just looking at it and they're just kind of like, well, because like with Breath of the Wild, Link, you won't have that. Ac- you know, supposedly, you won't have access to the boomerang. And probably not the bar. Well, you you could. I know you could, but you don't have the iconic actual Try. items. Like you don't have the hero's the, bow. You don't have the gale boomerang. The Zal boomerang. Like you got. Yeah, just all you do. Like the only thing you wouldn't have is probably like the boomerang. You'd. No, there's there's a boomerang. I know there's a boomerang, but it's just a, there's, a there's boomerang. boomerangs. I know, but they're just boomerangs. They're so not... so is the Zelda one. The Zelda one is also just a boomerang. Yeah, but but it's the gale boomerang. The, the gale bo- Okay. You want to talk about that? He didn't have that in Smash One or Melee. No, he didn't. <laughs> he only didn't had exist. it. He only had it in what? Did he have it in Brawl? He had it in yeah, Brawl, and he had it in Four. So I mean, it doesn't matter. The the boomerang is irrelevant. The hero's bar I can understand because he's had that since the fucking beginning of time. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, but they they have options for that. You know, you've got like the the bowl of light and stuff like that. There's no reason he can't use that. Mm. Or um, and if you say oh, it's because they attach it to Zelda Smash Ball, and it'll just be like they give her give her the move that she used in Breath of the Wild near the end of it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I think it opens up potential for a lot more things honestly more than it does hinder them yeah I would be I would be intrigued to see if they use any of these uh, like, do use these runes from the game that would be pretty interesting 
Well, you you think about it um, from the perspective of like he has the potential to um, turn into basically what would be Shulk. Yeah. Essentially, which is like where you you have you know how yeah, Shulk yeah. you press the button multiple times you get different yeah, yeah. Monado uh, arts. Um, it would be the same thing, but you press a button a couple of times, it changes your rune, mm. and then you could use different runes to do different things. Mm. Good work. That would be that would be really unique and really cool for Link. That would be, yeah. Um, I understand. Uh, I don't know. It's it's really, it's really hard at this point. I just feel like Link has zero competitive edge for most people nowadays, and he's one of the oldest characters in the books and needs. I don't work. know. They they. They really improved him in Smash 4. I think it was really good in Smash. I think so too, but like I think there's a lot of characters that have had a lot of uniqueness added to them over the years that haven't been addressed. You know, super, like Peach and Super Princess Peach, even that wasn't touched on. That was a long time ago. And like that... Have you played Super Princess Peach? No. Oh, not much, no. In, in, in Super Princess Peach, you had a range of emotions and yeah. they all different, did different types of things. They could have added that to Peach in some way like throughout the years. That would have been, that would have been cool because that's something that's actually completely relevant to a character well, in her it, own game. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, like Smash Ball. She just goes fucking berserk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then with Mario, you know, uh, you've, got, uh, you've got Cappy now. You could use him to do an all, all mm. different range of things. I think we'll see Cappy. Kind somehow we'll yeah. see Cappy somehow yeah you know what I mean yeah uh, you've obviously got uh, Link he's he's gone through a complete rework and that's that's pretty much what they've gone at this like for the Zelda series in general I mm. think I think they know what they're going with now and it's not the traditional Zelda formula um, I think they'll still do that in some some direction but not not quite the way they were doing it before mm. um I mean, I could go on. I suppose I could go on and on. I just think. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, here comes. Here comes. I just think. Um, <laughs> I just think uh, if 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 Link of the if Link from Breath of the Wild, Link of the Wild, if Link from Breath of the Wild um, overtakes what we have as current Link, then that's fine. Uh, I think any. I I think most people's dreams dreams of uh, old Link would be realized by Toon Link anyway. Toon Link is there and he's a thing. Well, personally, for me, um, I know they he d- wouldn't. They play but. differently, sure, but it is still the same move set with slight adjustments. Mm. Not anymore, though, because he's t- a clone. Well, Toon, Toon Link remain the same, similar to Brawl, whereas um, normal Link, you know, when when you're running and you press A, he does like the dash with the sword and stuff. Like the mechanics are pretty different. Like the boomerang works the, a lot the different. Me- the mechanics different. The aesthetic is completely the same. You throw bombs, you chuck boomerangs, you shoot arrows, you do an up. No, yeah, you do. You, you do, you do yeah. a spin slash. You do a downward slash. You do a aerial spin slash. I know. Yeah, I know that. But just the uh, the characters are very Me- different to play. Mechanically, they do work differently. Yeah, but I think like the prop that is that is inherent problem with clones is people are like, oh, but they play differently, and like, but they're the same character. In just about every sense of the word. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. I think that's... A, I, I don't think, think it's, it's good having, like, variations of movesets. Then keep custom movesets, because that's completely... that's It's completely... No, almost, that's, that's different as well. It's completely eliminated the problem with clones if they're going to keep something like that in the game. No, but it's good, like... I think it's good having, like, Ganondorf being, like, slow. And, like, you got to think about where you're punching and all that. And then you have, like, Captain Falcon just running around just kneeing people in the face, like... 
I, I like the variety in the characters like that. I just think I just think um, well okay let me let me reiterate this Toon Link and Link are the same entity mm-hmm. <laughs> they are both Link they are both Link they both do the exact same shit as each other and kind of yes <laughs> fucking they do shit the same just in different animation frames Is, would that make you happy yeah, sure <laughs> for the context for the context of for this the context, podcast sure yeah. I'm, I'm over the moon <laughs> that, but like characters like Ganondorf and Catherine Falcon yes like the, their moveset is cloned but they are extremely different characters Link and Yarn Link Link and Toon Link the speed difference is not that much different between them their moveset generally does the same thing um with different processing mm-hmm. and you know, I think that Link and Toon Link and even Kid Link, when Kid Link was a thing, I think it's been a trouble defining the three of them apart from, hey, look, this one moves quick, mo- this one moves slightly quicker and does it slightly does a move slightly differently. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think like Breath of the Wild Link could be a thing, and then they could have Toon Link be a thing, and Toon Link could hopefully attract the um. Link older Link players they'll they'll do something to make him feel a little bit better and then make Breath of the Wild Link a little bit more new year what about the yeah, people who want the old Toon Link <laughs> then bye 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 I don't know many people who give a shit about Toon Link or Link has characters so I care about Link as a character there you uh, go. there's one that's one that's one but like, I bet there's a lot Ross I bet there's a lot who like Link in Super Smash Brothers. probably but nowhere near as much as like other characters that are getting used mm. you gotta be real about that how many competitive Links have you ever seen I don't know Doesn't everyone's happen. playing Diddy Kong so I wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> Diddy Kong anyway we, we got completely off track um, we did we did but I think I think that's also a thing is when you when you're talking about characters like that I think uh, I think Wolf Link would be a good addition in some respects, but again, again, Zant, Girahim, something like that. There's there's a whole range of choices that would be really great for the game. Uh, hell, you could even look to Hyrule Warriors, and you got stuff like Lana, Linkle. <laughs> you've got Put Linkle in the game, yeah. Well, you know, Linkle's you're, you're, you're like get rid of get of get rid of normal Link. Just put Linkle in the game. That will well, Linkle's completely different to Link. <laughs> She uses crossbows. She is. <laughs> I don't know. You've got Impa from Impa from Hyrule Warriors. She's got a big, massive fucking great sword. She's awesome. It's just Impa would be cool. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of cool like opportunities there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it'd be really hard for me to pick which one out of all those characters that would fit the bill for Smash. Put Linkle. Fucking, you're gonna give me shit for that now. Okay then, okay then, smartass. What's your opinion? Yeah, put Linkle in the game. That would be. Shut up. <laughs> nah, I, I like the idea. Like, I don't know. Is it the anthropomorphic like deal that you like it? And do you like the fact that it's a dog in a game like a Madaras in Marvel vs. Capcom? Or I just, I just like the idea that it's a you know, completely different character, and you get Midna in there as well, pretty much like on the back I wanted I wanted uh, Midna and Wolf Link to be a thing in uh, Melee uh, not Melee uh, Brawl 
Mm. I wanted them to be a thing, but I, they didn't come. I was like, oh, mm. that sucks. Yeah. All right, Bryce, we better end this segment here. <laughs> All right. <sighs> the show's uh, well, an hour and five minutes. Yeah. All right, Bryce, thank you for coming on. I'm here every week. I know. <laughs> oh, no, I just, I just thank you. You're over, you're over at my house. I'll give you a thanks. No, thank, thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> but you can thank me for being on the show too. You're the co-host. Come on, thank me. Thanks, mate. <laughs> no worries. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, with uh, let's let's read an iTunes review, Bryce. All right, let's yep. do it. So we got a an iTunes review from Tamazoid. It's a, it's a very nice review. I quite a quite love the chat. Mm. <laughs> no, thank you very much, Brendan. Um, who needs? Uh, no, I'll start again. Who needs Mario and Luigi when you have Drew and Bryce? The play, the byplay between these two is simply fantastic. All their podcasts flow extremely well, whether that's only the two of them or whether they have a special guest. They definitely have a winning formula of a podcast here. And thank you, Tam. No, you no. beautiful, beautiful person. Yeah, thank you very much, dude. That's that yeah. means the world to us. Oh, and they do. All all these reviews, they all they all mean something. Mm. You know what I mean. So if you have an iTunes account, um, it helps it helps us out a lot. If you go over there and uh, leave a review for the show, or if you don't have iTunes, don't have access to iTunes, just spread spread the word by word of mouth, whether it's uh, social media or just t- tapping your friend on the shoulder and go, "Hey, you about the house of Mario?" And they go, what "The hell are you want about you like? It's a it's a show that you put in your ears." <laughs> They're like. I'm I'm in the market revolutionary. For a, I'm in the market for an ear show, so <laughs> mm. yes, perfect explanation. Yes, and we are part of the Eight Bit Collective, a collective of podcasters from Eight Bit dot net that uh, put some podcasts in your ears, pretty much, aren't we? Yes, yes, mm. filled yeah. with filled with beautiful people of all different tastes and kinds and sizes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. I like that. Different, <laughs> different tastes and kinds of sauces. So, so if you like it, if you like a bit, if you like sour and salt, you've definitely come to the right. <laughs> you come to the yeah, come to the right show. <laughs> but if, if you're a sweet, if you're a sweet, if you're a sweet and uh, fluffy person, I'm sure there's someone somebody in there for you. If you're a, is this, is this Tinder? You're talking about Tinder now? Yeah, it's Tinder. Some, someone's there for Tinder you. casts. There you go. What was you talking about on the Tinder cast? Oh. Oh, I met a beautiful chick the other week. Yeah. <laughs> Went out on a nice date and I cried. She had pink hair, could do five backflips. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder, everybody. Yeah. So this week for the Nintendo Jukebox, we've got a Wii Sports remix. That's exciting. You like Wii Sports? Remember the Wii Sports? You, I certainly do. I still think this should have been announced as Wii Sports JRPG. Mm. So this is a Wii Sports themed emotional orchestral arrangement. <laughs> so this isn't your typical like you know let's get up and swing some rackets it's, like, is... it's not like yeah let's get in move it so if you at the library go and find a nice quiet spot put your headphones in and just and, and prepare to cry be prepared to cry because it's emotional it really is it really is <laughs> alright guys thanks for listening and we'll see you uh, well, we won't see you but we'll, you'll hear from us next week yep uh, as always when we when we're not missing a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.